another week has come and gone. Hope everyone had a fantastic Mother's Day weekend. Welcome to episode 47 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from Westville, Illinois, as Abby Sabalaski takes home the honors. Abby had an absolute fantastic week as she threw a no-hitter along with a perfect game and 34 strikeouts to lead the Westville Tigers to victory. Amazing job, Abby, and best of luck the rest of the season. On to this week's guest, and we sat down with Alabama Crimson Tide alum and marketing and promotions manager for Mizuno Fast Pitch USA, Leah Majeski. Leah had a great four years with Alabama, where she would be a four-time academic All-SEC and make two trips to the Women's College World Series in 2003 and 2005. From there, she would spend a few years with the softball factory before moving on into her current role with Mizuno Fast Pitch USA as the head of marketing and promotions. We're going to talk to Leah about getting her start in the game, the decision to attend Alabama, those two Women's College World Series, as well as still being involved in the game with Mizuno, and much, much more. Leah was an absolute treat to chat with, and I feel Mizuno is in fantastic hands with her being able to showcase all its amazing products. With that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that anything goes, anything goes, anything goes? Here we go. Leah, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here. How's things going down in Georgia? Things are getting hot down here. Today was about 80 degrees, sunny, but it was beautiful. I'm excited for the summer finally. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. We had to, actually, it was pretty nice here today in Nova Scotia, which it would have been around, I'd say mid 60s, which is, you know, for here at this time of the year is fantastic. We'll take it's beautiful. Yeah. We'll, we'll take these days every day. But yeah. uh, how's the uh, how's the COVID situation down there where you're at? Um, it's going pretty well. You know, there's a, a lot of vaccines out and available for people um, around here. I think everybody's getting more comfortable, you know, being being outside, being around um, other people. So, um, you know, it's been nice being able to get back out. I'm starting to travel again, which has been really nice because I love to travel and I have missed it. Unfortunately for us here in Overseas, we got locked down two days ago. Oh, Be- no. Yeah, because of uh, cases were on the rise. We're up to like, like 96 was the peak for the day and today was 70. So, I mean, for oh. here, for here, that's quite a bit because we went like all last summer, we were going pretty much the whole month without a case. So, yeah. oh. so, I mean, you know, it's kind of unfortunate. It's almost like we're back to, you know, square one, but, uh, hopefully, uh, this lockdown will, uh, get things back on track and, you know, <laughs> we'll be back to normal, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. I hate to hear that for you guys. Yeah. Anyway, but it is what it is. Everybody's going to deal with it. And hopefully, you know, yeah. our, our vaccines are a little, uh, slow getting out here in Canada for some reason, but, uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully, hopefully we can get them, get them rolled out and, you know, like I said, back on track. Yeah. 
Anyway, a little thing we do on uh, to start the podcast here. Now we could it's a little game we call uh, quick pitches. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw uh, ten questions to you, random okay. random questions. <laughs> so so you do your best to answer these, and uh, and then we'll go from there. All right. All right, I'm ready. All right, first one. Favorite day of the week. Saturday. Nickname your parents used to call you. A uh, little bit. Oh, <laughs> is it wrong? For a vegetarian to eat animal crackers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because I am. Um, no. <laughs> okay. I thought that was a funny question myself. Yeah. Uh, how long does it take you to get ready? Oh, that depends. Let's say 30 minutes. Okay. Best player in Atlanta Braves history. Oh my goodness. Uh, Greg Maddox. Ooh, good one. I, th- I was leaning more towards Chipper Jones. <laughs> yep, yep. He's amazing too, yes. Or, you know, Hank Aaron was pretty good too. Oh, Hank Aaron was awesome, yes. Um, gosh, we could go on for days. Well, I'm a big Braves, I'm a big Braves fan. <laughs> yeah, well, you could, you know, the early 90s, you could take that whole team. Like Exactly. Uh, holy cow, Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, the, the list goes on, like... They were fantastic to watch, actually. Those were my guys back then, yep. Right on. Uh, next, how much do you like peaches? Oh, I love peaches. Of course. Peaches, Georgia State. Absolutely. How many cups of coffee do you drink a day? Oh, two or three. Okay. Fun fact, I've never had a drink of it in my life. No? <laughs> Seriously. I drink it straight black and people think I'm crazy sometimes. <laughs> Actually, people think I'm crazy that I've never had a, like, even tried it once. But I mean, I don't know. Don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. You'll be hooked. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Favorite movie of all time? Oh, wow. Of all time. Um, um, Pretty Woman. <laughs> oh, good one. Julia Roberts, yeah. Richard Gere. Can't go wrong with yeah. that one. Absolutely. Uh. If you could go back in time to one moment, what would it be? Uh, Women's College World Series, last game, 2005. Okay. Last question. Best Mizuno product out there? Uh, the F21 Series Carbon 1 Bat. Oh, wow. Jeez, right on. <laughs> right specific. Wow, okay. Very specific. It is hot. Okay. <laughs> I, was gonna, I, I thought you might have said all of them. okay well there you go like Uh, everything you could ask for at mizuno but no i i love that bat it's my favorite right now right on okay we'll we'll get into more of the mizuno stuff here here in a bit uh but first let's you know talk about your playing career you know tell us when and where you got your start in the game when and where way back um let's see i was four years old in atlanta georgia um Got into T-ball, of course. And then back then, see, there was a lot of slow pitch in Atlanta. So my dad happened to find the only fast pitch uh, uh, league or or a complex, whatever you want to call it, uh, when I was about seven years old. So I went and played over there um, on my first rec ball uh, fast pitch league. Um, And then when I was nine, actually played on my first travel ball team. Um, it was a 12U travel ball team, and I was nine years old playing outfield. And, you know, back then there was not travel ball for all ages and stuff like that, like there is now. So um, that was pretty special. And then, you know, from there was just on travel ball teams, went to all the tournaments, you know, the Colorado Sparkler and Fireworks. Uh, we had those back then. So um, lots of travel ball tournaments and 
did all my recruiting stuff and ended up at Alabama. Right on. I was going to ask you, like growing up, like with the minor ball, was it strictly, were you strictly playing with girls or was there a mix until a certain age? There was definitely a mix. Now, um, I happened to play with just girls um, with that league. My dad found it was um, female only, but um, I knew plenty of friends that uh, played co-ed and played baseball growing up. Um, we even had a girl on our team at Alabama that played baseball growing up until college. So, um, yeah, it was not unheard of to do that. Okay, right on. Actually, so your high school and travel ball, I mean, you seem to have some good success. You know, if I can read through the the numbers here, because, I mean, you had some, you were all, or you were named 2000 Offensive Player of the Year in South Gwinnett High School, second team All-State, All-State Honorable Mention in 98, 99, only freshman to play and start in the 97 South Gwinnett Georgia High School. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Selected to play in the prestigious 2000 Boulder Colorado Independence Day All-Star Game and also helped lead Georgia Elite Gold Team to the 17th place finish at the ASAs in 2001. Now, my question really is, I guess, when did you like, like what, when did you know, like this was going to be like the path you were going to go on as far as, you know, you, you wanted to go to university. Is, is this around the time when it happened? I was 12 and I remember specifically when it happened, I was watching the uh, women's college world series. It was the only softball that was shown on television back then. Um, I have no idea what channel, uh, could not tell you that couldn't remember, but, um, it was pouring rain. Um, there might've even, there was a moment I think where there could have been a rain delay. We were watching fans, you know, kids, especially roll down the hill where actually there's now stadium seating. Oh, right. but it yeah. used to be just a grass hill. Yeah. Um, and we were watching fans, you know, kids just roll down in the mud and everything. And I remember my dad and I sitting there and he said, what do you think about this? Wouldn't it be fun to be there one day? And I said, heck yeah, dad, I'm going to play there one day. So I I know immediately when I was 12, that, that is what I, that, that was my goal. That's what I wanted to do. Awesome. So like when I mention all those, you know, accolades back then, you know, what comes to mind when, you know, when I bring up that time of your life? <laughs> I I couldn't even remember all of that. It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty neat to hear. <laughs> um, uh, what comes to mind, uh, to memory, uh, a lot of hard work, yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of, uh, I was definitely able to be a kid and to be a teenager. I did the dances and the proms and I, I did, you know, the sleepovers and stuff, but there were many, many times where I missed the weekend at the lake or the birthday party in the summer because I had a travel ball tournament or, you know, things like that. And, you know, I, I know that, uh, there was a point in my life where I struggled a little bit with that, you know, missing out on some things. Um, I remember a very specific, deep conversation with my father about, you know, just choices and, and, you know, do I want to do this? And am I, you know, going to put my heart and soul into training and stuff like that? And, um, definitely decided that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to play at a high level college. I wanted to go to the world series. Um, you know, back then I even wanted to play on the Olympic team you know, just things like that. So, um, what comes to mind when you read all of that to me, um, a lot of hard work that turned into some success and, uh, I smile thinking about it. Right on. So what, what led to the decision to attend university of Alabama? Um, (laughs) coach Patrick Murphy and, and being on that field, um, 
you know, I watched Alabama football a lot when I was young. I also watched a number of other great universities um, for football. Um, I watched some amazing uh, legends and pro football, um, all with my father. And so um, that tradition of Alabama football and stuff, I, I kind of grew up knowing um, a little bit and very interested in what that atmosphere was like as a student. Um, I definitely, you know, it was at the top of my list the entire time I was being recruited. And I'll tell you what, when I stepped on campus, I literally got out of the car, walked about 10 feet um, onto the quad. And I looked at my dad and I said, this is where I want to go. Nice. What, were there other schools on the radar for you, though? There were. Um, back then, uh, you took five official visits. It's a little different these days, um, getting back to a little bit the way it used to be. But um, things have kind of changed in the rules some. But uh, you took five official visits the fall of your senior year. Um, Alabama was my fourth. Um, and I was I, it was no doubt after that. You know, I had some other offers and some other schools I was going to go look at maybe unofficially. I had another one scheduled after Alabama officially, um, but I committed that weekend to Alabama. I was so excited to be there. As soon as you saw it, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you what do you recall most about getting there and, you know, situated with your surroundings? Um, the people, uh, the minute I stepped on, well, the surroundings, um, it was gorgeous. Mm. I mean, that, that, that was just, there were trees and it was beautiful. It was, uh, it was September. It was just gorgeous. Um, everything was so manicured. The buildings were just beautiful. You know, I, I don't know that just the architecture and everything, it felt really good. But, um, you know, the minute I met the coaches and the team and stuff, it just felt like, home. It felt like such a family and everybody was just so welcoming. And I remember that feeling like it was yesterday, like I belong here. Right on. So I was going to actually, you touched on the football there. I, I was going to ask you about uh, what were the football games like? Cause you know, I picture it being like one huge party. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> you know, people, people ask me all the time or like make comments to me these days, you know, with Alabama's success lately, um, uh, you know, they they joke with me about, oh, you know, winning school and you don't know what it's like to lose and stuff like that. <laughs> and I have to remind them that when I was at Alabama, um, we went through some rough years. We we pro I think we went through four coaching changes while I was there. Um, oh, we really? Wow. Oh, yeah. We were on suspension for three years, I believe. We couldn't go to a bowl game. Um, oh, well, that's a tough know, time so, to be there. What? <laughs> <laughs> but it was still amazing because, you know, those football games, I just, I, I hope I didn't take it for granted because I, I think back and I just loved being there in that atmosphere because honestly, whether you are winning or losing, um, the tradition that Alabama instills in you when you're there as a student is is just like un, no other that I've that I've ever been a part of. And so even if we were losing a game, of course, you know, our competitive side as athletes were, you know, mm. upset or, or darn, you know, yeah. feeling <laughs> feeling bad or feeling down. Um, but uh, I'm telling you, being in those stands for a football game was just absolutely unbelievable. I imagine. I, I, was it loud? Like it had to be loud there. Very loud, very loud. And I, I didn't go to many other stadiums, you know, so I don't have anything to compare it to. Um, these days, a lot of stadiums are really loud that I've been to. But back then, I, I, I probably would have told you it was the loudest stadium in the country you know, <laughs> just because of how I felt. <laughs> right on. I Actually, I always want to know, like, 
especially with Alabama and their football tradition, I, I just, you know, I wondered about, you know, what it was like for a game day there and, you know, just everything surrounding it really. A lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of tents, a lot of tailgating, you know, a lot of uh, Southern hospitality, you know, you walk by a tailgate and they're grilling out and wow, that'd you, know, be awesome. you don't even, yeah, you don't even know the people and, and they're like, Hey, you know, come in grab some food or yeah. you need a Coke or, you know, whatever it might be. And, um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun to walk around. And a lot of times we would have a tent where we'd be signing autographs during a game day and stuff. And that was always very, very cool. Right on. That It would be amazing actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when you, you, you arrived there, obviously like your season didn't start till what was it? February? I uh, think technically, it was, yeah, technically yeah. yeah. But I mean, you guys, yeah. you guys would have obviously been together until February. What was, uh, what was that period like leading up to, to your, you know, freshman season there? Uh, that was, um, a lot of learning, um, that fall, you know, we have a very rigorous, uh, training schedule and then we do play some games in the fall, um, just for practice and things like that. And, uh, it, as prepared as I thought I was, and I think this is a lot of freshmen around the country, um, as prepared as you think you are, for college softball, especially at that high of a D1 level, um, you're never prepared. Mm. You're never prepared for all of it. And it's not just the intense workouts or the practices. It is everything. You are on your own for the first time, away from your family, away from your parents. Um, I was a very independent person and I was still, uh, you know, sort of struggling to manage the time and figure it all out because you have class and you have study hall and you have practice and weights and, you know, running, conditioning, you know, all of the above and trying to uh, be responsible, be on your own, manage your time, also, you know, study and be great on the field. It's a lot mm -hmm. and uh, it takes a minute to figure out. And so, um, yeah, that time was spent for me, a lot of learning, a lot of adjusting, a lot of realizing how resilient, um, I could be. And I, I would say that freshman fall, um, taught me a lot about life and, and even me as a person. Right. Actually you saying that I, you know, I never even thought of about this, but, uh, do you think, you know, doing as a, as a college athlete and, you know, going through all that time management and everything, do you think that's a, like, you know, setting yourself up good for when you graduate and for the real world? I do think so. I think that um, it is very important to be pushed. Um, I don't think that uh, you can truly know what you can do, whether it be mentally or physically, um, until you're pushed to the limit and you have to decide or you have to push, you know, yourself even further and, and things like that. Um, you know, back then, you know, with the conditioning or the, the practice days or even double headers, sometimes I, I think my body did things that I didn't even, I was like, what, how did that, you know, how did I do that? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, plays I would make on the field, but I would never have made certain plays on the field, certain athletic moves, you know, whatever it might be, I would have never done that if I hadn't pushed myself in the training or in the conditioning. And the same thing goes in the classroom. Um, you know, if I hadn't pushed myself mentally and, you know, uh, gotten those study hall hours or gotten the tutors that I got, um, you know, I wouldn't have, have reached the potential that, that I could have reached. So it, does it teach you a lot about the real world? Absolutely. I, I, I think that, um, you know, we, we don't understand what 
the real world is going to do to us until, um, you know, we're actually in it. Right. So it's like all all of those things I could look back on anything that I learned or any trials and tribulations that I went through in college, I can look back on and use it towards something that might be happening in my job today or my life today. Excellent. Excellent. So do you remember the opening weekend series against Arizona in your freshman season? I do. Oh, I do. What uh, What do you recall about that? I mean, it's a tough way to open the season. I'm, they had a pretty okay pitcher on the opposition one. Uh, she was all right. She was okay. <laughs> um, I remember, um, I honestly remember being in awe. Um, I was starting as a freshman at third base um, on Alabama, and uh, it was incredible. I was starting as a third base freshman against Arizona <laughs> and um, against a pitcher that I had watched and idolized. I mean, she was a, uh, Jenny Finch was a senior when I was a freshman. Um, so we missed each other in travel ball a bunch. Um, I never really played against her and, uh, being able to, and knowing about her and being able to start my freshman career against her and against the entire team of Arizona against Mm. Mike Candrea, um, that was incredible. So I had to quickly during, you know, during warmup kind of get my, uh, self out of that, um, draw <laughs> jaw dropping experience yeah. and, and get my mind right for the game. But yeah, I mean, Mike Candrea in general was a big part of my, um, training growing up because I was a, a slapper and there weren't, weren't many slappers back then in the nineties. And so Mike Candrea, I remember had come out with, um, with cassette tapes on how to be a slapper on, you know, technique and things like that. And my dad bought all of them because I was a fast lefty and he thought this is exactly what you're going to do. So, you know, basically Mike Candrea, when I was a young kid through his cassette tapes or not, I'm sorry, not cassette tapes. I'm sorry. VHS tapes. Oh, Um, I was going to say cassette tapes. tapes. Was Mike talking through the speaker the entire time? Like, (laughs) No, that's my fault. I was trying to, I was trying to grasp the whole thing and I was like, huh, (laughs) how are you learning this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So no, through his VHS tapes, okay. you know, we sat there and watched them and, and then went out on the field. And so I don't know, just, you know, getting to play against his team, it was, it was pretty special. I imagine. And, and the funny thing, I, there's going to be people listening to this saying, what are cassette and VHS cassette tapes? Cassette tapes, yeah. <laughs> like, or VHS. Both, or VHS both right? Like, I, <laughs> of course I know what they are, but uh, yeah, I guarantee you there's going to be a lot listening saying, what? what are those? <laughs> yep. I'm aging myself there, That's, but I will. I'll t- Google it. That's all you have to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the, what would you say was your biggest takeaway from that, from the, from your freshman season? From my freshman season, um, work harder. <laughs> mm. Um, I, I think that um, as a team, we did pretty well. I think that we were pretty disappointed. We ended up losing at regionals. Uh, we were at Florida State. And um, I think that, you know, everybody returning, we we thought we had a lot more potential. And I think that um, me individually and my goals, uh, it was just to get better, uh, to, to work harder. And, and that's kind of how I always uh, went about things in life was uh, just – Hey, if you, if you fail at something or if you don't do as good or exceed like you thought you would, um, get to work, you know, work better or work harder. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, for sure. I mean, everybody, that's a life lesson, really. I mean, (laughs) absolutely. That's one thing I'll take from it. But, uh, so your sophomore year, 
you make it to your first women's college world series, second in school history, defeating Southern Illinois two nothing in the, in the regionals. What was that feeling like when you guys beat Southern Illinois? Uh, that was, that was pretty incredible. Um, we, our, our goal was make it to the world series. Right. Mm -hmm. I, and, and not to shortchange our goals or anything, but we weren't even thinking about what we were going to do when we got there. We just wanted to get there. Yep. Um, we had only been once, like you said, and, uh, we were trying to build a dynasty, build a program. So it was, our goal was make it there. So when we won, um, it was like, we won the whole world series. We were so excited. And, um, you know, I think that, I think that being a program of only, gosh, what was that? Five years. I think we had only been yeah. five or six years. Yeah. Uh, that was unbelievable. We had been there twice mm -hmm. and, and now we're winning games at the world series. So it was a really special moment. So can you remember what the atmosphere was like when you, when you guys got to OKC? Um, loud. <laughs> um, uh, you know, being on that field, gosh, I think back then there was eight to 10,000 in the stands. Um, it's grown, it's grown a lot since then they've added a lot more seating and things, but, um, yeah, they put that second tier in, didn't they? Exactly. Yeah. The second tier, even the outfield seating, I think in 2003, if I can remember correctly, they didn't have outfield seating in 2005. I believe they did when we went, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was, the biggest stage. And I think, you know, I said earlier, that was my goal as a child was to make it there to that field that I saw on television. And it was unbelievable. Um, it, it, it gave me chill bumps. I was so excited to be there and just get to play on that field. Yeah. I mean, not only once, but senior year, you go back, you know, th that must've been a special feeling, you know, to cap off your final season. It was the best way to end my career. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it obviously would have been better to end my career winning the world series. That would have been amazing. But honestly, to end it there, um, that, that was, that was pretty, pretty special. Now, you guys always had tough openers though, when you got there. I mean, we you had, did. You had yes. Alicia Hollowell <laughs> in 03. And then I'm guessing that cat would have started in 05 again. She was in that opening game. She sure did. Yeah. How, <laughs> so what was it like, you know, facing, you know, Hollowell and, and Kat Osterman? Um, you know, to be honest, uh, facing them was, was business. So, you know, right. I mean, we, we, tra we train so much for, for moments like that, for pitchers like that. Um, you know, mentally I trained to be in that situation. Um, Kat specifically, I had played against Kat for a long time in travel ball and through, you know, through some games in college too. So, um, I, I definitely would not say um, I was taking anything lightly. Um, Kat is an incredible pitcher and, you know, was even back then, obviously. So, mm. um, you know, it was still very much a challenge to hit against Alicia or Kat. But um, I, I would say that it, it was all business. It was, we were ready. I was ready. I was ready to be in that box. So are there any special moments that stick out to you at Alabama, you know, whether it's on or off the field? Um, there's a couple of really great moments that, that I'll always remember at Alabama. Coach Murphy gave us a lot of opportunities to, um, play some incredible games, to see some incredible places. Uh, you know, we went to Hawaii my senior year, um, that I had never been. That was unbelievable. Um, he was, and still is, but he, he's very, um, 
into making sure that we have an experience as well as play softball. And I thought that was unbelievable of him. So, you know, like when we were in Hawaii, we got to do a team luau and stuff like that. Um, We visited Pearl Harbor. Um, And then, you know, when it was game time, when it, when the tournament started, we all knew it was time for business, you know, so um, time to go to work. So I really thank him for allowing us to have experiences like that. You know, we went out to uh, Palm Springs, California. We played um, in a tournament out there, ended up playing the the USA team at the time. So I got to play against Lisa Fernandez, which I had met. Yeah, I had met her multiple times before. She was definitely my idol in the 90s, um, her and Dot Richardson. And, you know, so it was very, very special. And uh, again, jaw dropping to be on the same field as her and get to hit against her, which was absolutely incredible. Um, but just moments like that, you know, playing Jenny Finch, I, I just, I had some looking back, there's a lot. I mean, we could talk all day. There's a lot of special things that happened at Alabama that I cherish for a long time. Yeah. Well, you say coach Murphy doing those things. I, it, that's one of those things that I think, you know, it builds team chemistry doing those those uh, trips. And I think that's, you know, that's huge for team. You know, I think team chemistry is the biggest thing, you know, you can have all the skill you want, but I said it on here many times. Team chemistry is my number one thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So, you know, what was the process like for you after you were done your playing career? Uh, You'd attend Alabama for two, two more years, correct? I did. Yeah, now, I am. Um, <laughs> now I know, I know you didn't do your interior design or hotel management that you, uh, <laughs> they have those down as your majors. I know you didn't do them. <laughs> so <laughs> what was, uh, what did you do? You have some really good research here. Hey, um, I, I, that's what I do. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't recommend what I did, but, um, I, uh, I, I recommend trying to figure it out before I did. Um, <laughs> I changed my major about two months before my senior season ended. And um, that was a huge discussion between my family, my coaches, everything. Um, it was a big deal. Um, I wasn't going to necessarily graduate uh, that May in 2005. I still had another semester or so, but um I decided I didn't want to go down the path that I was on. And, um, you know, obviously I, I feel at this point, I feel very comfortable about that. I'm glad I did it, but it definitely caused me to be in school a little bit longer. And so while (laughs) others were getting their master's degree, I was still working on my bachelor's, but, um, but it all worked out. It was, it was definitely the right decision. Um, I just, recommend doing it earlier than I did. (laughs) (laughs) So were you able to, you know, to live a little more freely, not being an athlete? Um, yes and no. Uh, um, yes, uh, definitely. But I, uh, did internships for the next two years. So I tried to make the most of that time and really kind of build a resume in a way. So I worked for, I did internships with the sports marketing department. Um, I did some color for Alabama games, um, for the radio, um, I, uh, you know, even throughout t-shirts, I worked for the basketball games and then I also did photography internships. Um, photography is a hobby of mine and something that I very much considered pursuing at one point. Um, but thought that maybe, uh, with some advice from some people I should just, uh, not 
try to make a, an, a career out of it as a starving artist and, <laughs> and you know, do something else. But um, I worked for the, the sports marketing and, and photography department and did some photos at football games and basketball games and softball games and um, even tennis. So I tried to make the most of that time and go to school and and work at the same time to, like I said, kind of build a base to my resume um, for any future jobs that I might want. Excellent. How did you enjoy doing color? It was so fun. And I would have absolutely loved it. I tell um, my husband all the time that I wish there were the opportunities there are now um, back then for um, sports commentary and color and things like that, because, um, I loved it. I was so, it was so fun being in the booth and mm. talking softball. And, um, I think that would have been really fun as a, a career path way back then. <laughs> oh, that would have been, that'd be amazing. Like yeah, for myself. I mean, I think about it. I'm like, that would be just unreal. <laughs> I am so glad that it's an opportunity for a lot of the, the, um, former players these days, because it's something that the players are really good at. These mm. athletes know softball and, and, you know, you'll listen to them and they, they teach really good things on television. I think we need a lot of that for softball. You know, you're, these young girls are watching the game and you, you are teaching them as you talk. And I think that we have a lot of good people in place right now um, that used to play the game at a high level that know what they're talking about. And I love listening to them. Yeah. I mean, you look at the the, the work that Danielle Laurie did with Athletes Unlimited this past summer. Yes. I thought she did an amazing job. I thought Danielle did amazing. Just like you said, I loved listening to her. She um, brought up some really great things and she definitely knows what she's talking about. Um, Francesca Nea is another one. She yep. does commentary down for Florida um, in Gainesville and I absolutely love listening to what she says. Absolutely. Now, I want to talk about, uh, you know, 2011, you'd start working with Softball Factory. Uh, what all did that entail for you? At first, it was a lot of uh, just camps and stuff. So I would, I got to go all over the country um, and help run camps. And uh, the Softball Factory had a couple of different types of camps. So, um there were some where the girls would come for the day and it was more kind of evaluation, telling the kids, you know, where we think that they are at uh, athletically uh, in comparison to kids around the country that we were watching. Um, and so we would give them a lot of feedback. And then there were other ones that were a little bit longer, maybe a weekend where we would actually get some games in, um, get to train with them. And then there were week long events where we had them. Uh, kind of in a college style setting, uh, we would go down to Vera Beach at Dodger Town a lot and get to really sink our you know teeth into these kids and and teach them a lot. And um, that was an amazing experience for me because I love teaching softball. I love taking these kids and watching them grow, especially these week long events that we would do. Mm -hmm. um, the development camps, you know, we got to kind of watch them transform from day one. And, you know, and maybe not even just physically, maybe, um, you know, as a person, maybe they were really shy on the first day. And then by the end of the the week, you know, they're the loudest one in the dugout or something like that. And it was just really fun to be able to connect with these girls. And I'm still in touch with a lot of girls that um, a lot of athletes that I used to to coach, you know, back when they were 12 years old, 13 years old at these camps. And now they're graduating college and uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, when you can see the growth of a, a player just in a week, I mean, that's, that's fantastic to see. So what, was there a lot of, uh, traveling involved with that? 
There was. Uh, there, it was a, a lot in the Southeast, especially. Um, and then I was uh, sent out to, you know, Oklahoma City. We would do camps uh, the week of the World Series, um, sometimes in California, a lot in Houston, um, and then a lot up in the Northeast as well. So I, I definitely did some traveling. Right on. So was your husband Dave, Dave involved with that as well? He was. He got involved a few years later um, and then, uh, you know, was was doing the same the same type of camps that I was um, and a lot at the same time, which was really fun because uh, Dave and I are both softball coaches. He used to be a college coach very recently. He just um, got out of college coaching a couple of years ago. And um, so he had a lot of knowledge to give these kids. And it was really fun. Him and I are uh, very much into teaching the game of softball. So getting to travel with your husband and do something you love was, was really fun. Yeah, no doubt. Actually, he, he was drafted twice major league baseball, wasn't he? Cleveland and Milwaukee. He, he sure was Cleveland and Milwaukee. He turned down Cleveland and he ended up, uh, going with Milwaukee, um, after his senior year. Yep. Right on. That's well, just to get drafted. I mean, that's a, that's a huge accomplishment anyway. So, yeah. So, yeah. So then he would, get into coaching softball, you know, a few different schools. Uh, he was actually coaching with the uh, Polish national team, was he not? He was. He was the head coach of, of um, the Polish national team. That's correct. And they uh, played in the the uh, European Championship in 2019 out in Poland and the Czech Republic. Wow, that must have been uh, pretty cool for him. That was one of the best experiences of his life, if I can speak for him, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I know that it was, um, and I got to actually uh, be out there with uh, his daughters, Hope and Megan, and to go out there, and, and we joined him um, to watch him coach the team and stuff at the European Championship. And um, you know, Dave is very much like me when it comes to teaching these these young athletes. You know, it's all about developing them into you know, the best athletes they can be and also teaching them a lot about life and kind of preparing them for college. Um, one of our favorite things throughout the years has been to uh, get these girls college scholarships, you know, to, mm -hmm. to find a place that they will live for four years and play and love the game of softball. And um, I think that going out to Poland and helping that, that league out there and that team out there um, was very special to him. Uh, they don't have uh, many opportunities in Poland for softball. They're definitely getting more, um, mm -hmm. especially in the last couple of years. But as uh, history it, it, in the past, um, they don't have a lot of opportunity and a lot of um, uh, a lot of ways to learn the game of softball or even get equipment and just things like that. So goodness, going out there and being able to give any kind of knowledge to them and, you know, possibly shape some lives and stuff. He he was blown away when he got that opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, to you know, for him to go there and and you know to grow the game, that's the thing. Exactly. With, with softball, I mean, the main thing about our game is that we're continuously trying to to grow it. And yep. you know, for Dave to go to Poland, that's that's fantastic. You know, in my mind, anyway. Yeah. So absolutely. You, it you know it must be cool to be able you know to talk about the game and the ins and outs you know with each other. Very cool. And we get, um, we, we love, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other, um, talking about, you know, any, uh, news that's been happening, you know, where we get, a, we even get a little competitive when it comes to, Hey, did you hear this? You know, and it's like, <laughs> Oh yeah, I already know that, you know? So 
that that's a lot of fun, you know, within our household, you know, just um, just keeping up with softball. Yeah. Now, do you guys coach a team out of South Carolina together, correct? Yes. Um, I don't uh, coach necessarily on the field as much as I used to, um, with, um, since I've been with Mizuno, I, I, except for last year, I've been, I travel a lot and things like that. So I don't get the opportunity to be out there as much as I'd want to, but, um, yes, he, he still runs the organization. It's called team South Carolina team SC. Um, and we have, gosh, I think 12, 13 teams or something like that now. Um, but again, just an opportunity to help kids enjoy softball and hopefully get them a college scholarship. Absolutely. That's awesome. So talking about your current job with Mizuno, how did that all come about? Um, just really interestingly, um, connections in softball are amazing. The connections that we make oh, for sure. um, throughout, throughout the years are truly special and, um, serve a purpose, you know, at some point, um, th- there's a, a, wonderful human being named Nicole Barber that, um, I met back when she played at Georgia and I was at Alabama. Um, I growing up in Georgia, about 20 minutes from the university of Georgia. Um, I knew a lot of girls on the team. And so, um, I met Nicole through there and we've kind of stayed in touch just throughout the years, um, with softball and stuff. And Nicole was, uh, in my position before me. And so when I was in South Carolina and I had these travel ball teams and I was doing lessons and things like that, Nicole would reach out to me a lot with new Mizuno products and say, Hey, I'm going to send you some, you know, bats to demo. Will you use them with all of your lessons and your travel ball teams and, you know, give me some feedback and things like that. And so I actually, um, you know, worked with Nicole very closely on some product development ideas and just things like that feedback and, um, for a couple of years. And then, uh, Nicole called me one night and said, you know, I think I'm, I'm going to leave Mizuno and no, nothing bad. I just have a better opportunity. And, um, you know, something really good has come along and, you know, she was, she was like, I want to recommend you for the position. And that blew me away. I was like, (laughs) this is, this is unbelievable. Um, I, it was a time in my life when I was struggling with my current position. Um, I, I didn't know what the future held. I was trying to make a big decision about, you know, whether I was going to stay on the path that I was on or change. And, you know, it's just one of those things that, um, exactly the right time it came along. And we, we talked about it. Nicole and I talked about the job and, and different things. And I quickly realized that it was basically my dream job. It was marketing and promotions, which I had done for a long time. And it was softball, which I did on the side for a long time. So I kind of got to put them both together. And it was very exciting to even apply or, you know, talk to her about the opportunity. I wasn't sure if I was actually going to get it, but (laughs) it was, it was fun just to kind of have that goal in mind. That's awesome. Actually, isn't Nicole Barber, like the NCAA record for stolen bases in a career? She sure is. Yes. She's that, that girl, we could never get her out. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, she holds the record, but oh my goodness. It was like, we did everything not to let her on base. Yeah. I think she went like 73 games straight without getting caught out or something like that. I mean, yeah. if my memory, yeah. I have a good memory, but <laughs> Whatever it was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's incredible, actually. So, with your job, like right now, what what does what does your job entail? 
basically I'm, I'm all marketing and promotion. So I do a little bit of everything when it comes to, um, anything you see out there with Mizuno, um, nothing really on the sales side. I wouldn't say that I'm involved with that very much, but, um, um, I manage a lot of our college sponsored accounts. Um, I manage a lot of the travel ball teams that we work with and I get to work with all of our professional athletes one-on-one. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I get to, I think I have uh, an advantage when it comes to being able to be in the position I'm, a, I'm, I'm in because I did play at a high level and I, I do know what's expected mm-hmm. in the quality of the products. And I, you know, I believe in Mizuno and, and, you know, back to your question real quick about taking the job and, and being interested in it. Like I said, I've been pretty much involved for a few years, just knowing how, the development and the product technology had had changed over the years and stuff. And so I, there's, there's no way that I could uh, morally, you know, be a part of a company that I didn't believe in right, their right. product. You know, I, it's like, I played college softball. I played at that high level. Um, I know what's expected of the gear and I, I couldn't be the marketing and promotions person for, a product that I didn't truly back and believe in. And so, you know, I've, I've tested all of it. I tested it for years and, and I truly, truly believe in it. And that's why, that's honestly why I even, um, applied for the position because I just thought, absolutely, I can, I can promote this product. I can market this. Yep, for sure. Like I, and I must say, I love the product. Like as a player, I still play myself 43 years old, still pitching. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love the product. Um, yeah. Now you got you guys have some pretty big names on board with you. Who who are some of the the names that uh, that you guys have on board? Um, as far as athletes go, yeah. Um, we are uh, with Jenny Finch, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been an incredible ambassador for us, and not only us, but the sport of softball um, in general. But um, we are so glad she is still a, a member of the Mizuno family. Um, Samantha Shaw, of course, you had her on, um, a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. We love Samantha. Um, we have Danielle Laurie's a part of our family, Danielle O'Toole, who played at Arizona and, um, is on team Mexico, um, Paige Halstead, a catcher for UCLA, won a world series national title. Um, Carly Hoover played for LSU. Um, she's out in Japan playing right now for the Japan league. Um, and then Ali Aguilar is um, a member of our family as well in footwear, um, and she is on Team USA. So, um, you know, just with that roster in general, we're really excited about the Olympics and to see all of them on the field. No doubt, that's a that's a big list of names right there. Is there is there something specific Mizuno looks for? You know, when they go into partnership with with the player or a team. Um, y- yes, and and really, it's something specific that I personally look for. Um, and this probably comes back from from Alabama and just um, wanting the best person uh, on your team. And uh, that's one of the big things that I look for is what are these people like? What are these athletes like as people? Um, and I, I work very closely with them. So I, I want to be able to um, get along with them and love them. And, um, you know, not only are they a great athlete, but do they believe in the product as much as I do? And I think that's a huge part is if you're going to promote Mizuno, if you're going to be one of our athletes, one of our ambassadors, I need you to 
love the product. I need you to believe in it like I do, because I think that when these athletes go out and they wear the product or use it or talk about it, you know, or show it on social media, I think that if they truly believe in it and love it, that it will come out Mm -hmm. and people will see that. And, um, you know, I guess selfishly, I, I want them to love it as much as I do. So that's kind of what what I look at um, and look for when I'm talking with an athlete or, or thinking about signing an athlete. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the team, I, I like I noticed you're with a bunch of NCAA teams. How like how does that process go as far as, you know, selecting what teams, you know, are Mizuno reps? Well, and again, um, who the, who they are and how how much they love the product, you know, um, mm. and, and a lot of these teams have stuck with us for a long time and have seen the growth in our product and are are the best ambassadors for us because they've, you know, seen how um, hard we've worked and in our technology and things like that. And, um, you know, for instance, like Oklahoma State and JMU, it's like they've been with us forever. Nebraska, they they are always there. They've been through all of the the changes and things like that. And they're incredible partners for us. And it's because of teams like that that we get new opportunities with other colleges um, because they speak so highly of us and they use the product and they're real, you know, they're, they're very good. And um, so when it comes to the new teams, you know, I find a lot of times the conversation goes really easily. Um, it's, Hey, do you want to, you know, try out the product? And they're like, absolutely. I've been seeing those <laughs> balls fly off the bats of these, yeah. you know, teams we're playing. So yeah, I want to test it out. So um, yeah, it's, it seems to be a pretty easy conversation and, um, you know, obviously there's, there's always the contract things and the legalities and stuff, but I think in general, um, I think our product speaks for itself. And a lot of times these teams are really willing to try it out. Absolutely. Now, did you guys have a sponsor with athletes unlimited this past summer? We did. We were the official ball of the league. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. It was very exciting. So- um, I was Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just going to say, I was, I was really excited about the entire league coming up and, um, had lots of conversations with them. So to be the official ball was, was, um, a, a big, a big deal for me. I was very special. No, no. I like, what did you think about the league? Cause I mean, I watched the whole thing and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was refreshing, you know, it I was. Thought- Yes. Um, you know, I, I've watched pro softball for a long time and there's many, many people out there that don't realize that we've had a professional softball league for a very long time and, um, nothing against the professional softball league. I think it's wonderful, but, um, just a new face, a new concept, a new, um, energy. Wow. Mm -hmm. That was, that was really exciting. And, um, you know, getting into the point system and all of that, it was very different than what anyone's used to. And I thought it brought a level of um, joy and excitement for the players. You yeah. know, they seem to really get into it. I thought that um, anyone watching the game would be very interested and curious um, as to what the points were, you know, were for and what was going on. And, and um, you know, I found, found myself uh, watching every week and trying to see who was on the leaderboard yep. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, it was really, really exciting. I just wish that we could have been there in person to watch some games, hopefully this year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, like I, I'm so excited for season two, like here, I, here I am in Nova Scotia in Canada and, <laughs> and I'm excited for athletes unlimited. 
down in yeah. Chicago. So, I mean, they, they made a very good impression up here. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's it, what's in store for Mizuno going forward here? Um, we have a, a lot of really cool things coming out in the, the upcoming years and stuff that we've been working on. Um, our, our bats just keep getting better and better. Um, we've gotten a lot of great feedback and and that's one thing that we love to do is get feedback from people, you know, using the bats from the athletes and stuff like that. So, um, we have, um, some cool colors coming out and just different things that we're trying. Um, it's going to be really exciting to see, uh, what the market thinks, you know, when all Mm. these things hit the, hit the shelves and hit the catalog and stuff. Yeah. I think the, the, the glove design is so awesome. I, you know, yeah. I talked to Adam from, you know, Mizuno Canada here about this. Yeah. Like we talked back and forth on online and I told him, I said that the glove design is by far my favorite thing. Like it, like being able to, to design your own glove to whatever color, you know, whatever you want on it, I think is just fantastic. Yeah. The custom glove builder, it's really cool. Um, and I, you know, I just look back to my days and we laugh, you know, when I get together with some of my old friends, um, from back playing at Alabama and we're like, you know, back then, you know, it was the custom design was taking a Sharpie and writing, (laughs) you know, (laughs) writing like your number or like writing a saying or a Bible verse or, you know, something like that. Like that was, how you customized your glove back then. And, and, you know, so these days, man, these things that are available for the, these young athletes and stuff playing is just incredible. I love it. Um, we're coming out with some cool, cool things very in the very near future. Um, we're launching, I can't give too much away, but we're launching, we're launching something May 15th. It's going to be pretty amazing. So keep a lookout for that. And then coming this fall, uh, we got something pretty exciting happening that we're going to we're going to be launching. So awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to see it. Uh, yeah. little thing to end the podcast with, uh, it's called player association. We do it with every guest. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to name it a player you're probably familiar with and what player could be a coach. could be anybody. <laughs> anyway, you can say as much about them or as little about them as you want. You ready? Okay. All right. First one is, uh, Jackie McLean. Uh, played with Jackie since we were 12 years old. Jackie used to be a pitcher and she, um, I remember one game, she smacked me so hard in the elbow. I honestly thought that like my elbow had fallen off, you know, it was terrible. And we used to, we used to, um, joke about that and laugh about that back in, in college, but no, Jackie is a very special, wonderful person in my life. Um, we were throwing partners all, all, uh, three years that she was there. She was a year ahead of me. Um, and, uh, I can't say enough good things about Jackie. I miss her like crazy. I don't get to see her as much as I'd like. <laughs> awesome. Uh, next is, uh, DC Phillips. Daisy. Yes. Daisy's my best friend. Um, we were roommates in college for years. Um, I actually just spoke to her, uh, probably an hour before this podcast. She's oh, wow. uh, coaching. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's coaching a travel ball team up in New Jersey or, or not travel ball. I'm sorry. A high school ball team up in New Jersey, um, and it's her first time, uh, really getting into coaching. And so we were, we were talking about some ideas and different things, but, um, yeah, Daisy's always been in my life. She will be for a long time. Every time we have an alumni weekend or something in Alabama, I usually pick her up at the Atlanta airport and then we drive over to Tuscaloosa together. So, um, yeah, she's one of my, my very best friends. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> next is, uh, Stephanie Van Brackle. There's another one of my besties. So 
Steph and I, um, again, go, go way, way back. Uh, she was a year younger than me as far as the, the grades go, you're under me. Um, she's been a big rock in my life for a long time. Um, Steph and I, um, don't get to see each other again as much as we'd love to. She's obviously super busy being the pitching coach at Alabama. Um, but if I ever need to count on anyone, it's Steph. I mean, she is, she is my rock, my, my best friend. Um, I love her to death and I get to see her pretty soon. Um, it's been, geez, probably a year because of COVID. So I get to see her, uh, at the SEC tournament in two weeks. Excellent. Uh, next is, uh, one of your Mizuno reps, uh, Jenny Finch. Jenny is just the, gosh, one of the most amazing humans I've ever met. I mean, I'm not sure anyone could smile more than she does. I was going to ask that actually, because seeing her on social media, she's always smiling and so, you know, upbeat. She is unbelievable. She is still rocking it. She just did a, a, a half triathlon. She's she's training for a full. Wow. Um, not only that, but she's an incredible mother to, to you know to our boys mm-hmm. and to Paisley. And um, she's always doing stuff to be an ambassador for softball. She, you know, is just she's an incredible human being. And not just that, but she's one of the most genuine people I've ever met. You know, it's a lot of times, and you know, you'll meet people and they're one way in front of the crowd and another way behind the scenes. But uh, Jenny's not. I mean, what you see is what you get. And and she's I'm so glad she's in the Mizuno family because I get to work with her and get to, you know, she just lights up you know, mm-hmm. my face when I'm around her. So she makes me feel feel like a happier person just being around her. Yeah. Actually, speaking of Paisley, is she like signed on to Mizuno for the next 40 years? Is she or? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the uh, I saw the the picture of her standing beside her own picture there. That was that's pretty cool. Wasn't that cool? I loved that. Yeah, that's pretty neat. No, Paisley. Gosh, she's she's such a ball of joy. You know that little kid. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm excited to watch her grow. You know, she sticks with softball and stuff. I'm excited to see what happens. Absolutely. All right. Last on the list is uh, Coach Patrick Murphy. Oh, Coach Murphy. Um, he, he's basically my second father. He's, he's an amazing, um, he's an amazing man. And, you know, when, when I played for him, he's a tough coach and, and that's okay. You know, um, I, there were definitely days when, (laughs) um, you know, you walk away from practice and you're just mad, you know, mad about the world and you, you, maybe you didn't do very well, or maybe he got on to you or something, but, the very next day that guy is hugging on you, you know, just you're, you're just his favorite again. He's, he's just a really great, um, a really great man. And since I've got to know him outside of uh, softball, as far as uh, being his player, um, I've be, I developed a friendship with him and I speak to him very often and, you know, he's very good at keeping in touch um, all of the alumni, including the alumni with the current teams. Um, for instance, uh, we missed our alumni day last year, last April, and uh, we had it rescheduled for I think it was going to be September or October in the fall. But mm-hmm. as it got closer, we realized we weren't going to be able to have have an alumni day again. And so he set up a team Zoom 
and we had, gosh, I think it was 50, 60 alumni on this Zoom call. Wow. And it was scheduled for like, I don't know, an hour and a half or two hours. I think it started at seven or eight at night, Eastern time. We talked until two in the morning. <laughs> it was that's amazing, unbelievable. It was so much fun. And, and that's, but that's Murph, you know, yeah. he, he, um, you know, I think he had another call that night he was going to do uh, and he canceled it to be on this zoom call with us for the rest of the night. And wow. it was just, he, he's just a really great man. And, and, um, you know, I can't say enough good things about him. He, he taught me a lot. You know, I always, I always tell people I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, and I grew up in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And I think that is a lot because of coach Patrick Murphy. That's fantastic. That's a, you know, that's a, that's a great way to end the podcast right there. I mean, but I, <laughs> I do have a question though. How did you guys get questions in with 60 people on a zoom? <laughs> 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 there was a lot of storytelling and talking and, you know, um, a lot of talking at once. Yeah. It was like, Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. You know? Um, <laughs> but gosh, that was a fun night. It's something definitely that I'll remember for a long time. That was a really good time. No doubt. That would be amazing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Leah, I got to, uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. This has been, you know, fantastic coming on, talking about your career at Alabama and, you know, going through and, you know, talking about the amazing Mizuno products that you have in heaven line and, you know, everything about the product. So, you know, I got to thank you for coming on. Well, thank you very much for having me. This was a lot of fun and I really appreciate you um, even thinking about me for it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, anyway, going forward, you know, I wish you nothing but the best with the uh, Mizuno and, and life and, you know, everything that's in store. So uh, thanks again. Thank you, Randy. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. But my actions speak very loud My mama's very proud the way I made him hear me out I said I'd do this till us carried out Till I'm in the cemetery buried I'm running the necessary routes All I wanted was appreciation From the ones that I appreciated Nothing sophisticated And all I ever needed was financial security To make sure that this music wouldn't murder me I grew up on Snoop Dogg and put a premiere The music with them both So I feel like the goal's fulfilled Invested every dollar saved The music for real Put it all in real estate and stock And it's Steadily builds. Now my family is good, so the goals change, roles change. I'm looking at it different now with old age. Time used to move slow, now I fly fast. You can always get your money, but can never get your time back. I be stuck in my ways, got me feeling some way. Never change for a thing, yeah, you got it. Ain't got no one to blame, cause I ride my own way. Had to find my own way, yeah, you got it. Kinda rusting around, the ups and the downs. They buzzing like it used to be. I see these other guys are racking up more views than me. I used to have that attitude, like let me prove my peace. Now I'm like it's cool with me. Maybe I'm just too fatigued.